What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 121 of your favorite podcast, the Gordai Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Mahaley, alongside my co-host, Brandon Long. And today, we're going to break down the physiology of shoulder training. This one is going to be awesome. You might be overthinking it. You might be a little bit lost in the woods with where your shoulder training should be. And I'm going to break it all down inside for you. I think this is a fantastic podcast and packed with information. So have your notepads ready. As always, Gordai Podcast brought to you by Revise Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Use code Mahaley at checkout to support your boy. Leave us five stars. I really want to get to 500 by February. That would be huge. Ah, I can't wait to talk to you guys about some delts. I'll see you inside. Well, I humbly accept my um, my defeat from two nights ago. Was that two nights ago? Two it nights was, ago. Yeah. yeah, went out to Miami. Um you know, you know, like like I said on my story, you know, sometimes you just get your ass kicked. You know, it's like uh, it's like a stampeding of the bulls, right? Um, and like, there's always, you know, when that happens, where, where is that? Like Barcelona? Is that happening in Barcelona? Yeah, I don't. Wherever it is, I'm not going. Nah, I'm definitely not going to that. And like all the idiots try to like outrun the bulls and stuff. Oh, wonder, with the red I, flags. Yeah I, yeah, I wonder like why. I wonder why they. No, no, no. When the bulls are like in the street, you know, the really tight corridors, and they just like unleash like 30 bulls and like people try outrunning them and stuff. You never seen that? No. Yeah, dude, I think it's in like Barcelona. Uh, maybe it's not. I don't know. I know there's a lot of people listening to podcasts in Barcelona, and you guys might be sitting there like, we're not that fucking stupid, and like it's somewhere else, so I apologize if so. Um, but I don't apologize if it is in Barcelona, and I said that you guys were stupid for doing that. I mean, that's like, but like, there's always someone who gets trampled, right? Mm-hmm. We un- Unfortunately, the Bulls were Alabama, and the person being trampled was Ohio State. But you know what? Um, still had a good time. Like, there were still a lot of times throughout the night that I was like, damn, you know, I'm at the Natty. Like, this is cool. Um, not a lot of people can say that. Not a lot of people can say, especially this year. You know, there was uh, 12,800 people there. Right. That's it. That's huge. Um, made some good Alabama friends. Uh, the, the Alabama fans around us were pretty fucking dope. Um, there were about 100 Alabama fans throughout the night. All right, maybe 50 throughout the night um, that all made the same joke. And like every single time you have to like, ha, ha, ha. You know, I won't fight you if you don't fight me. But they were like, oh, man, you know, I really don't want to get my ass kicked by that guy tonight. And I was like, oh, shit, you know, I just heard it 38 other We get times. that everywhere, though. Everywhere, you dog. Do. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> hang, on, hang on. I have a funny story. What about, what about the time we were at Volcan? Which one? Which one? <laughs> we're about to make some more memories this week. This happens every we were, time we're at Volcan. Dude, we were at fucking Volcan. And I, like, came out, like, in the bathroom or something. Or, no, I think I was doing something illegal actually i was yeah. probably doing something illegal sounds <laughs> like so it's like something i would do on a saturday <laughs> night it's everything illegal um and and i like returned to uh you know base and brandon i like walk up to brandon and he's like no man like no don't, don't come by me this guy was just telling me how big i was and like i'm i'm not big if you're by me nobody and, ever compliments me <laughs> if justin is in the vicinity they always say oh this guy is huge because justin's right there but then i leave and then they, you're the huge guy i'm the biggest guy there yeah like, but that's so dope. you need to go back to wherever you were so that i can be the, the coke room guy. you yeah. need to go back to the coke room just stay there all night <laughs> i have Basically. no i have no qualms against that like bet it's saturday night you know where to find me <laughs> you guys want to see a bigger dude? Go to <laughs> I mean, where's that? <laughs> They'll never find it. No. Oh my god. Uh, we're crazy. Jesus Christ. Poor Ohio State. You know, you know, I think it's funny. Yeah, but fucking Ohio State. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I think it's funny that 
Like, this podcast has become so vulnerable that I just casually talk about our drug usage. Like, yeah. it's not a big deal. If you yeah. fucking judge, if you judge I'm, me for I'm that, very, you should look in the fucking mirror at the shit you're doing. Yeah, I'm very new <laughs> to this podcast, so I, I'd be appreciated if you didn't say our <laughs> drug usage. Brandon does drugs with me. <laughs> All right. The, the seal has broken. <laughs> I actually introduced him to drugs anyways. Um, all drugs. Great influence. All of the drugs. Great I'm influence, a, mom, if you're yeah, listening to this. Yeah, dude, I'm a... I'm a, I'm a God damn it, dude. Like, there's too many people. Well, you know, I trust myself with it. Right. You know, it's like I I, I understand, like, the MOAs because I'm such a fucking nerd. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I hate it. Like, sometimes, sometimes I like, will be at the club and I'm just thinking about <laughs> the synergistic effect that, like, the, you know, the drugs are, you know, mm-hmm. having. Um, I trust you. And, and, you know, I'm just like, oh, man, like, it takes me higher. It's like, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, I trust you. <laughs> but, like, I trust myself with it. And it's like, well, you know, these people are going to try it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's either going to be with or without me. And I just don't trust it without me. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, you might as well do it with me. And, you know, probably not the best influence, Sam, honestly. No, but, it, even whatever. with where we're going to, you know, our cycle. Yeah. And you were like, yeah. Brandon, you're going to be my guinea pig. And I was like, yeah. With, Honestly, uh, with uh, oh, with a new diuretic. Yeah. Yeah. And it works perfectly. Yep. Yeah. So like for me to introduce something like, dude, for me to introduce something, I have supreme confidence for me to introduce something I've never done. I have supreme confidence that it's going to get nailed. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you can't look at my fucking history and see anyone who's ever been fucked up by anything. So I think that, you know, I think things are going pretty fucking well. Yeah. I, just, um, I knew, I know the research you do and like the studying you do up before you like do obsessive. something like that. Obsessive. So like, I, I felt very confident yeah. being your guinea pig. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then like I said, it was fucking nailed. And then we nailed it again. Yep. We did it again. The second show and mm-hmm. it was fucking nailed again. Yeah. We'll do it again. Fun. It will do it again. So, and actually it's funny because that's the only diuretic I've used since then. Really? Any of my clients. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's just so much easier to, to gauge and, um, um, yeah, I guess, you know, gauge the um, response time and and not just the response time, but also the response severity, if you will, the um, efficacy of the dosage. It's just so much easier to judge than like a diazide or something like that. Um, so, yeah, like I, I, I don't know, I like salt affecting you and I saw it's affecting what five or six other people that I use it after that. And I was like, yeah, this shit's this is the way to go. Right. This is one to fucking use. So, yeah, I was super happy with that. But uh Hi, say I know a lot of you tuned in. A lot of you were pulling for the Buckeyes. Um, I appreciate that. Um, you know, next year we'll be back in Indy. Um, I hope we get Alabama again. Uh, it was, we're gonna do fucking dirty. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> close to Columbus. Whatever. It's close to Columbus. Be a home game, basically. Shit. Mm-hmm. It's like what 80, 90 miles from Columbus. Yeah, so I'll be fucking lit. But today, today, I want to talk to you guys about shoulder training. And I know that, um, dude, but real quick, shout out to you guys. Almost 30K downloads, not even halfway through the fucking month. You guys are nuts. I love you guys. You guys are, the fucking G.O.D. family is bonks, dude. This is going to be the biggest month we've ever had. Um, So I'm really, really excited for that. Um, It definitely has nothing to do with Brandon. Zero. Nothing. Zero percent. Yeah, zero percent. There's zero data. Actually, there's actually a ton of data that shows shows. since I've been on the show. Yeah. Episode, pod. Pod. P-O-D. The shod. The The show. The shod. Pull up to the shod. The shod. (laughs) (laughs) You want to come on my shod? I pull up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. Actually, the amount of messages I get to say, like, dude, I hate your new co-host. You know, it's zero. <laughs> Not a single person said that. Everyone's actually been really hyped about it, but don't let it get to, get, don't let it get to your head. No way. So today we're going to talk about shoulder training uh, because, um, 
so let's see. Let's say let's say ten thousand of you listen to this episode. Nine thousand of you are training shoulders wrong. And the other thousand of you might be training it right, but you're probably not getting the most out of your shoulder sessions. That's one hundred percent. I'm I'm not a mathematician, but I do think that's hundred percent of you need to hear this and need to change your approach to shoulders. And you might be sitting there like, well, Justin, you're the smallest goddamn delts I've ever fucking seen on someone. Why should I listen to you? And I'll be like, well, you know what? Just trust me, just trust me on this one. I wear a four X. Just, just trust me. <laughs> yeah, my three X's don't fit anymore. How dope is that? So Brandon's about to get a whole wardrobe of three X's. Yep. Um, I think so. I talked about this um, at a podcast and an Instagram post recently about I think there's great power in understanding the function of a muscle before you train it. Right. Um, I, it's really that simple, um, with shoulders. I mean, their main, you know, mode of action is pretty straightforward. The anterior delt lifts the humeral head of the arm forward. Um, and, and, and understand every muscle has multiple modes of action, um, and, and, you know, functions that it serves, right? When we're talking about training, there's usually, the, the, there's, you know, commonly one that's the primary mode of action for stimulus, okay? So we're not talking about just like what it does throughout day-to-day life. We're talking about putting a muscle in the best uh, mechanical position for it to, um, you know, have applied stimulus to work through um, a safe um, a motion and, you know, to, to, you know, be put in the best position to just adapt and grow, right? So like the anterior delt, pretty straightforward pulls the humeral head forward. The uh, medial delt, pretty simple. It pulls the humeral head laterally. Um, and the rear delt, again, pretty straightforward. It you know, pulls the humeral head um, you know, to the side of the body, to the side and back, if you will. Pretty simple, right? It's like if you break shoulder training down that way, well, that kind of covers all the um, you know, raises if you will. Um, but you know, what about pressing? Like, what do we, what do we do with pressing? Well, I think, I think a large part of shoulder training is, is being able to overload and, and, and handle really heavy loads through your pressing movements. I think that there's a lot of power. If you, I mean, if you're, crushing if you're a woman and you're hitting you know 60 pounds on dumbbell shoulder press like dude you have big delts there's no way you don't have big delts now in the way i like setting up a shoulder press um you guys might have seen on my instagram I, i'm not sure if i've posted it recently next time oh tomorrow tomorrow so this podcast is dropping thursday we're training delts and arms I, i'll post a um i'll post a video today on my instagram um can, can, can you remind me to do that remind me to yeah, post that on my fucking feed mm-hmm. Um, of how I like setting up uh, uh, dumbbell short press because I actually like a slight incline. So I have the, I don't have the chair like 90 degrees because honestly, I think that greatly inhib- inhibits um, our scapular movement that we're able to undergo. Um, and if your scapular uh, movement is inhibited, well, you're, you're not going to have, you know, free range of motion there. So I actually like a slight incline. Maybe like, what is that? 80 degrees, um, no 75, 75 degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say no more than 75 degrees or no, no, le- less. no less than 75 degrees. 
Um, you know, that's kind of where we press from. So like, there's going to be some pec action as well. There's going to be some tricep action. Um, but I mean, the, you know, the, the main thing here is, you know, shoulders, um, and you know, on, on, on shoulder press. Um, and another thing is the range of motions commonly not very good. People either stop when their elbows above their shoulder or like too far below their shoulder. So I like the elbow just clearing the shoulder, maybe like, what'd you say? Like a half inch. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I think have you guys are going to see in the video I post tomorrow. Um, I'll post one up for you. Um, Man, I would commit to like posting our whole shoulder session, but I know that that's not going to happen. So just the delts, uh, just the shoulder <laughs> press. If I over deliver, if I remember during the flow of my training session to film all of our delt movements, um, I deserve I deserve commencement for that. I think I can make that happen. Um, you think you can remember? Yeah. All right, I won't. I won't. I, I will not remember. I won't even remember to record the fucking presses, to be honest with you. <laughs> I got, I um, but, but but Brandon's got this. Co-host going to step up. Here we go. So, um, yeah, just, just be on the lookout for that. But people will drive their elbows too low, and the dumbbells will essentially go to their shoulders, and they'll push up. You're going to – I mean, you're you're so far outside of the delts, um, you know, active range of motion there that you're going to get a lot of upper pec stretch, um, and you're going to use a lot of tricep to dig yourself out of that hole. So there's not – and, you know, once they start pushing up and they're biasing the load on the way up, like your body's not just going to magically switch to your delts being biased at really any point. They're going to continue managing that load, right? So that's why understanding your active range of motion and the function of each muscle, you know, as you train is really important. Or or, you know, if you're cutting the reps short and you're, you know, doing 10 fucking reps where your elbow stops an inch and a half above where your shoulder is, I mean, dude, it's kind of turned into like a tricep press with like some anterior delt, you know, some good anterior delt involvement. But, you know, your medial head isn't really doing much there. Um, and, you know, your rear delts, yeah, they get simulated during presses and whatnot. But honestly, if you want big rear delts, I'm going to talk about this later. You want big rear delts, you get, your back day is going to make that happen. Um, I mean, we... You've been training with me, what, eight months? Yeah. And we've never hit a rear delt. Well, there's a reason for that. Right. We've never hit a front delt either. Nope. Um, raise. I, I don't program front delt. Front raises. I don't program rear, rear delt raises. People who need those, honestly, just aren't pressing heavy enough on push day, and they're not pulling heavy enough on a back day. Um, so I think that I think that um, what people don't understand, and a, 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 a gap that I want to kind of bridge here is there's a ton of shoulder work that's done. If you're training properly on push and pull days, there's so much fucking shoulder work done. Honestly, even on your leg days, if you're banging heavy ass RDLs, like, dude, I mean, your shoulders, you know, are working pretty hard, um, you know, throughout that, right? Um, so, you know, I, I, I think... I think it's very important to understand there's a ton of shoulder simulation that happens here. So a majority of your focus needs to be on the medial delts when you are training your delts, your your anterior delts, your rear delts, they get tons of work. Um, I, I, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think through all my clients programming right now. I don't think I, I don't think I have hardly anyone uh, programs to do front or rear delts right now. So a common question I get when clients start with me is like, where's all the shoulder volume? And you know, what people don't understand is you're going to be training your push and your pull so much fucking harder than you ever have previously that like that's where your shoulder volume is going to come from. The, the indirect work that it gets throughout the week. I mean, think about it. You know, if you're a dude banging 150s on dumbbell chest press, like dude, your anterior delts are getting fucked. So what the fuck is it going to do? 
you know, crushing 25 pound dumbbells on front raises. Like what's the stimulus you're actually placing upon her? If you're bent over rowing, say 315, like what are you going to do with 30 pound rear delt flies? Honestly, even like 40 pound rear delt flies. Like at some point during that movement, that rear delt is, you know, a secondary contributor to moving an extremely fucking heavy load. Like that's kind of where that's kind of, I, I think this is part of the gap that I want to bridge is, People are crushing their interior delts and crushing their rear delts on, you know, outside of heavy pressing, heavy pulling. And like, dude, you don't have to. So now it's like you're looking at your delts and say, like, well, they never progress, they never progress, they never progress. Well, you're burying your your anterior and your rear too far. You're you're burying them way too far that they can't recover. Right. And where that volume should be places in your medial delts, but you're putting so much energy and effort into the front and the rear that you're pulling away from the amount of conducive volume, um, intentful volume that you can put into the medial delt that your medial delts aren't fucking growing, you know, growing either. Like your shoulders are using every upper body movement. If you do an upper body movement, you do a bicep curl, you do a tricep push down, press row any anything your delts are being utilized right um so we need to keep that in mind that's why i say like when you're doing delt focused stuff it needs to be presses um it needs to be um lateral races and if an upright row is something that fits you well i think there's a good place for upright rows um but, you know we <clears throat> like there's two different ways to do upright rows Like we kind of do more trap focus upright rows where we keep the bar really close to our body um but if you want like a, a delt focus like specifically like a medial delt focus upright row you just kind of pull out um like half of a v so the bar will start like um like close to um, close to your uh, legs and then you'll drive the elbows forward almost but you know a big dude i mean i fuck dude how many times do we see this butchered where people are thinking about their forearms or their hands because their hands have the fucking weight in them more than they're thinking about their elbows dude do you think about nothing but your elbows i never said that any of your delts pull your forearms any direction. It's your humeral head. Your humeral head is the one that your bicep and tricep lay on. Focus on your elbows. You drive your elbows through a certain plane of motion. And, right? how, and how high should we, should we be pulling that? Yes. Yeah, so we see a lot of people pulling too high or too, too high low. or too low. Right. So I like lateral raises done where your elbow comes within like an inch of your, of your shoulder. Right. Um, but you know, I like, I usually stop the set when it's like, when it's like four or five inches from your shoulder. So like you're very fatigued and I said, that's usually where I stop. Um, and you know, on a lateral raise, we don't want to come inside our legs. Mm -hmm. We don't want to come put when you're standing there with the dumbbells at the start, you should start with the, with your arm perfectly straight with dumbbells hung in it or the, like, like that's your starting position, not inside, not on your fucking crotch, not leaning, not forward. on your legs, not leaning forward. You stand upright with a very slight hip extension. Uh, man, you're, I, I should just fucking film all these tomorrow. I should, I just make a whole fucking post about it. All right, we got to do it. Um, very slight hip extension, soft knees, feet firm on the ground, chest tall. And you fucking raise the shit out to his side. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll be posting on this tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so visualize this. Like, I don't want the dumbbells coming inside your fucking, I don't, I don't want the dumbbells coming inside where your arms are straight. Your dumbbells come inside where your arms are straight. Your medial head's not what's going to pull at the, at the start of that movement. Right. Uh, your supraspinatus will probably be the one kind of dictating the movement there at the beginning. And we're not training supraspinatus. We're, we're, we're training your uh, medial delt. Right. It's so like super fucking important on your setup there. Um, 
Dude, so we do we do five exercises of delts per week. And this is less than I've ever done at any point in my training. And my shoulders look way bigger, way better. Now, bro, after you left today, mm-hmm. you know, I pulled I pulled the I had the seventies on lateral raises for sixteen and a half and then twelve and a half after. That's nasty. nasty. That's nasty. Nasty. We've been we've been Growing with those, dude. We've been improving hella with yeah, that. The dude. logbook is getting destroyed. It with that. was disgusting. I started with the forties, like yeah. I don't even know, maybe two months ago. Same. And I pulled the sixties yeah. for sixteen today. Yeah, yeah. I think I started with the forty fives or the fifties. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, like we're we're progressing. Like, look at our fucking delts. And like, look at our look at how every lift has benefited from. What you press so the one fifties last week? Yeah, I did one fifties for eleven. Shoulder pressing one fifty. Yeah, so like I, I'm, I'm gonna start with the one sixties uh, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's you could have done the one sixties last week. I could have. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna hit that shit for double digits tomorrow. It's gonna, gonna be gonna, filthy. We're gonna get it on, on video. Dude, it's just so hard getting those bitches up. Oh my god, in that shoulder raise position, I'll hand it. shoulder we can press. Hand yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be able to get it up. I think when it's over one sixty, I'm gonna need handed too. But I, I hate having them handed to me because I like view it as part of the. Like part of the you know movement for yeah, me is like right. uh, it's it's like getting it up there. I don't mm-hmm. fucking know, dude. Yeah. I'm too competitive for my own good sometimes. But we only do five exercise delts per week. Uh, we do, um, let's see, we do chest Y raises. We do chest supported Y raises. We do standing lateral raises. We do a barbell. Uh, we do standing lateral raises twice. We do a barbell upright row, and then we do the dumbbell shoulder press. That's all we do. Mm-hmm. So it's five. Sometimes the arsenal. Reasons. Yeah, yeah, but the Arsenal's been oh, it's fixed now. Yeah, they they got a fix. Yeah, yeah, so um, we'll probably well, yeah, we'll do that tomorrow. Um, instead of the dumbbell ray, I don't know. It depends how we feel. Sometimes nice kind of show out. It's it's nice for people that aren't very good at yeah. the dumbbells because it's yep. a fixed move. It puts you in that. Yeah, you can't fuck it. Like you can't butcher. It's like a Smith machine. Man, I have seen people kind of butcher it though. You know how hard you have to you try can to still go too that. high with that. Yeah, yeah, you can, and you know people do. I, I think a, a, a big cue here is you know you're everything below the elbow is only a grip. Don't think about anything below the elbow. You only think about driving those fucking elbows out, right? Um. Dude, I, I have qualms. I have qualms with the Arnold press, and I don't want to talk about it. Dude, personally, I, I wish I could come at you with this deep physiological reasoning as to why I think this, but I think it just kind of fucking makes sense when you break it down logically. The Arnold press, it's a terrible exercise. Why do we want to load and then rotate a joint? What? What, what, why do we, our joints go through enough wear and tear. So we're going to load a joint with say 70 pounds and you're going to take this joint through an, through a 180 degree rotation with an Arnold, Arnold press. You start with your palms facing you and then you end with your palms facing weight, arms straight where the elbow, the wrist and you know, your, your, your rotator are all undergoing this twisting mechanism under 70 pounds each arm or you know if you're a female like what 30 pounds 25 pounds why do we want to do that like that just does that sound like a good fucking idea because like, Arnold did it yeah like literally but yeah. you know you know what's funny um story time Arnold Schwarzenegger uh where where was it I forget where it was um he was telling a story about the Arnold press is how they came about and I, I I'm, I'm gonna I don't want to put words in his mouth. I'm going to break it down, if you will. 
they basically said that whenever he started doing a new movement, so like whenever they all trained, there was always like media and like reporters and like people, you know, people gathered around to watch the spectacle. It was an event. Right. It was an event. And like whenever he would do a new movement, he'd get more attention. And so, you know, he started like, he would play around with movements here and there. And like, you know, all the photographers would come over to him, like ask him like, what are you, oh my gosh, like, what are you doing? Like, it's so groundbreaking. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so like, that's kind of where the Arnold presses gained their fame was, you know, these people got it. They, they were like, man, Arnold has some of the best delts, the best delts in the fucking world. Um, you know, this is, this is what he's doing for. It. And it was, you know, magazines, it was you know, everywhere. It was, it was all over the place. And everyone starts doing Arnold presses. And he basically said, you know, it was just for the popularity. He wasn't doing them as an actual functional exercise to improve his bodybuilder. It was just like, that's how he, he got more popular. He gained more clout. He gained more fame from that. And like, that's why he did them. So like, it's not like, like, yeah, they're called Arnold presses, but it's not like that was his bread and butter. A whole ass like, exercise is whole, named after him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it wasn't his bread and butter. It wasn't like a huge staple in his, in his actual training. It, it was, it was, I mean, that's what Instagram is now. Right. Like, right. like he was smart for it his marketing. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, it so blew him up, put him in all these magazines and shit. Um, you gained him more fame, you know, all these people, you know, and then you're in the gym. It's like an Arnold press. And so, you know, who's Arnold? And it's like, you know, um, you, you explain the guy and then they start looking out for him in magazines. You know, like it just gains your popularity, right? Like builds a brand. Um, so yeah, he, he, he would just like do innovative stuff during his training to gain attention. It was, it was, it was Instagram before there was Instagram. I mean, it's like literally what people grow their influence on. It's like these different swipe workouts and shit like that. When it's like, dude, like, it, you know, most people are just kind of genetic freaks. have great bodies or, you know, they bought their bodies. Um, like I, that, that's not, that's not how he progressed. Like Arnold didn't even like believe in him. Right. Like, and, and, and th th think about this with all of your training. This is everything. It's not just shoulders. It's every single muscle in your body. The stimulus matters. So me, for example, um, I'm going to press 160 pound dumbbells for 10 reps tomorrow. Okay. What good would it do for me to drop down to 70 pounds, 80 pounds? There's no way I could do nineties with good Arnold press form. 80 fucking pounds. I'm going to drop the load in half to do this silly fucking movement. What kind of stimulus is that going to place upon literally anything? Like what you, you were just pressing the 160s. Like now you're doing eighties on this silly twisting movement. Like the, do, do you really fucking think your body views that as like, Oh shit. You know, like I got to be able to do this movement. I need, I need to adapt to that. No, no, this is going to help me grow. No way. Yeah, no, it's no, it's sense. Not, no, no, that's it's stupid fucking thing. And it's completely illogical. And like, dude, I, I see these people doing some silly ass fucking shoulder movements on Instagram. And I'm just like, that is not how we get better. Holy shit. Like stimulation matter. Like, I mean, how basic is my programming? Like everything we're doing, the most exotic movement we're doing right now is in our next leg day when we're going to do Smith machine split squats. And that's still basic. That is so basic. And that's by far the most exotic movement we have. Like it is like, if it's dude, not broken. This, yeah, this shit's simple. Like, even bikini girls, I said so many times, what are the biggest and baddest motherfuckers on the planet doing? That's what you should be doing, too. Like, you know what matters? The food, the drugs. That's what makes these people so fucking big. Like, I mean, right now I'm eating 7,200 calories a day. Like, yeah, that's why I get big. If you're training, if you're following my same training protocol and you're only eating, and you're a female and you're eating 
2,100 calories a day. Like, dude, you're not going to get massive on that. Like, train like the fucking baddest motherfuckers on the planet. Jesus Christ, dude. Eat like one, too. Like, that's how... Fuck, dude, right? Like, like the protein podcast we just said, like, you want to fucking grow? Like, dude, people overcomplicate it so much. Like, I need to train like a bodybuilder. Like, that's why you suck. Like, that's why you don't make progress. Like year over year but honestly not even that week over week yeah. like every week i check in with matt is different mm-hmm. than the previous right mm-hmm. like yeah, your check-ins look gnarly gnar dude yeah my, my check-ins yesterday were fucking wild i got i got fucking stripped down in the first watch um handicap stall because i've got taken before we left the hotel go to the airport and there was a dude waiting literally right outside the stall in the bathroom for me the entire time and like, I mean, you know how you can like tell what someone's doing in the fucking like stall and shit. Like he, like I wasn't by the toilet. Like I was like, this was in the handicap one. Yeah. Was he in a wheelchair? Yeah. No. No, there's only one. There's only, it's one hole in one urinal. Oh. Yeah. So like he was just like waiting to take shit. And I was like, I got to check in dog. I wonder what he thought. <laughs> I wonder what he thought. But dude, that, that applies to everything. Like, dude, think about the stimulus matters. What position can you put yourself in to overload with the most amount of stimulus possible? Don't we, be cute. Be effective. When we talk about that, that what comes to my mind is all these bikini girls doing those banded booty yeah, squats don't and, do the, that. and the banded don't do that. side by sides don't and the booty kickback. That's it's stupid like, as fuck. How are you gonna how are you gonna stimulate? It, you that? can squat 185 pounds for 12 reps and you think this stupid fucking band is gonna do anything. And then you're the doing dumbest banded shit I've ever seen. Body weight squats. Yeah, and like, like there's people listening to this. I know there's a lot of bikini girls listening to this. There's people listening to this like offended that like I'm calling you out on that shit. That's stupid. Well no, it works for me. No, it's literally not. Just because it makes something burn that does not mean it's forcing an adaptive stimulus. Like stop wasting your time. You can get on the leg press. You you get under a barbell and you cannot feel your glutes the entire time hypothetically and they're still going to get way more fucking stimulus you're do with that stupid band people do it because oh you know it burns burning does not equal stimulus burning equals lactic acid dude it is stupid right stop doing that just stop doing that mm-hmm. like if you can squat if you can leg press 400 pounds you're a female what the fuck is a 20 pound glute kickback gonna do for you <laughs> what the fuck do you think is, i mean dude like let's just be logical it's here. making you worse yeah it, it, it's it's junk volume yeah. it's complete junk volume mm-hmm. like it's not doing anything for you think about adaptive don't be cute be fucking effective well my glutes were built by kick no they no they were not your glutes were not built by kickbacks i promise i literally promise you that you don't know me. You don't know my training. Yes, though, I, I know physiology really fucking well. Glute kickbacks are not an optimal glute movement. But we're talking about shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think, like I said, I think a majority of people just aren't trained delts right. I think, um, you know, one, one, one note that I want to make on, like, uh, pressing, like, if you're doing, like, barbell pressing, smith machine pressing, or, you know, upright rowing as well, barbell smith machine, we just want to keep the elbows and your wrists in alignment, right? So, like, all of clients send me training videos where, like, their wrists are inside their elbows and, like, they're pressing. That's going to be a tricep-focused movement, okay? Um, or if we're pulling and our, 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 our wrists are inside our elbows when we're doing an upright row, it's going to be a bicep-focused movement. It's not actually, it's it's not biasing, um, you know, the, the the delts whatsoever and you know i also i i talk about pain tolerance often when it comes to training because you know a massive part of being a bodybuilder is your pain tolerance and how you know how much can you deal with you know how, how far can um you push it um so 
you, you, you have to have a really high pain tolerance, especially for delts. Like remember, um, delts are simulated with everything we do. So like training delts with reps in reserve is a pretty poor uh, way to train them. Um, I, I would not recommend that at all because we need an extreme stimulus. It's, it's like your legs walk all day, right? They walk all fucking day. So it's used to extremely high rep work. Your delts are used to extremely high rep work. You know, everything you do, you're driving your car, you're texting on your phone, you're you know, talking to someone on the phone, you're writing with a pen, you know, you're typing. Like, your delts have a role to play in all those things, right? It's a small role and still a role. So, like, if you train legs with only extremely high reps, like things over, like, 2025, like, it's going to be tough to get the most optimal growth out of them, right? Because they carry your body around all day. It's used to really high rep work. The delts are kind of the exact same way. Um, so we want to train them heavy, um, you know, this, uh, you know, everything we do is still in like the 10 to like 18 rep range. I would say on delts, I would, I would say I'm, I'm fine with like seven to 18. Honestly, right. I'm fine with a set of seven on shoulder presses or something like that. A heavy set of seven, um, a heavy ass fucking set of seven. Yeah. But you know, we, we, we need to always meet the minimum stimulated threshold point for your nervous system and the muscle itself. Okay. So you really be able to not to lock in, um, you know, like not the fuck up, like be tough, like be really fucking tough. And instead of Dell, so you need to be able to take that shit all the way, like nothing, like the weight's not even moving um, at the end of your sets. Okay. And, and we need to keep perfect intent because delts, if we get out of alignment with, with our intent, with our setup, with anything, well, you're going to bias other muscle groups really, really, really easily. Right. So intent is massive here because it's really easy for all, arms, pecs, traps, teres. It's really easy for any of those muscle groups, rhomboids to take over a movement. All right. So we need to be really, really intentful, um, you know, with what we're doing. And last note, you know, I, I, this, this entire podcast is obviously about it, but if your delts suck, like if your delts are la lagging body apart, really anything that's lagging body apart, it's just because your intent behind them sucks. You're, you're training the way that you're training. It sucks. It's not good. Okay. Um, so, um, change your approach. Um, you know, implement the things that we talked about, um, in here. I think, I think we did a pretty good job of covering really everything about delt training. It really is pretty straightforward. Um, but I think a lot of people neglect a lot of this stuff. Um, so, so implement this, you know, take it all the way, make sure you're in a proper setup, uh, be on the lookout later today. I'm going to, I'm going to post on Instagram. I'm going to post my uh, delt training from tonight, uh, from tomorrow. And I, I think you guys are going to be able to maybe get a lot out of that. Um, so definitely be on the lookout for that, dude. I really appreciate, um, you know, you guys constantly share the podcast. You boost it up, but you know, I've gotten a shit ton of really positive feedback messages about Brandon being part of it. Now I'm really excited about that dynamic. Um, you know, leave us five stars, promote us to your friends, dude. Like this thing's growing huge and we just want to be able to impact more people. So it's really cool to see what you guys have built, the community you guys have built. I really appreciate it. All right. So episode 121, uh, I will see you tomorrow. We'll have Matt Jansen in. We're talking about building a culture, like when Nick Saban's done at Alabama and how does that apply to your day-to-day -day life? So really excited to talk with, uh, with Matt about that. I hope you guys have a fantastic Thursday. I'll see you next time.